What's happening? Welcome to Friday's show. We got a big good one today. A big comma good one. <laughs> That's right. Morning, studio. Morning. Uh, here's a voicemail from Ansley in Louisiana. Hey, Bobby Bones. Good morning, studio. I'm calling because every now and then I hear y'all say something like, oh, don't tell so-and-so I said that, whether it's Amy referring to her kids or Bobby referring to Caitlin. Or... So it made me wonder, do any of y'all's families listen to the show, whether it's live or podcast? Do they listen? Just wondering. I think it's a great question. Uh, the answer is no. Caitlin doesn't listen. She will on Instagram because she follows the show account. Sometimes she'll hit that button that, Makes it talk out loud over your phone. Because, you know, yeah. Instagram's quiet, but you have to push it. Every once in a while, if she sees something, she'll, she'll hit it and be like, huh. But what I mostly mean by don't tell Caitlin is, stop DMing her about stuff I say, because that gets me in trouble. Mm, yeah. Because <laughs> I know she's not going to listen to this. Like, she doesn't, every day, she, she tells me this. Why do I want to go listen to the show? I get the show on my life. Every day. Yeah. And she's uh-huh. true. But not all. I don't she's, think, I don't no, think, she's I don't, more like, yeah. I don't think she means part. it like in a good way. I think good and bad. She's like, I had like, you do that for five hours. I get like the other 19 hours. So I don't need to go and chase that. And she's also listening to The Morning Toast and Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, she has other things she yeah. likes to listen to. So she does not listen to the show, but she will sometimes hit it on Instagram um, if it pops up in her feed. Your family? No, no, I mean, I think that occasionally my husband will listen to the podcast, but I don't think he really listens live. I mean, my parents, when they were alive, they were probably the biggest listeners. Like, my dad would, like, go to a coffee shop with his iHeart app open, no headphones, oh, blasting no. the show. I know. <laughs> That's it was my daughter. So, That's exactly, my daughter. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. So I don't think they missed an episode. For, or what do we do? Is that what it's called? An episode? Uh, a show? I think we just show <laughs> up. Whatever. I don't know about he, they, like, he didn't miss it. But yeah, other than that, my kids, they don't listen. Eddie? They care less. Uh, during the school year, they listen. But summertime, no, there's not really. <laughs> Lunchbox? Uh, my wife will listen whenever she's taking the kids to daycare, but so that's like a 15-minute drive there and 15-minute drive back. So if we, she'll hear 30 minutes of the show, and she will comment on things, but, you know. Ever get, ever get in trouble? No, because I wear the pants, and she can't get in trouble. Okay. Oh, right, well, right. I mean, if the question is, have you ever gotten in trouble? No, the that's answer, not the question. No, the okay. question okay. is, they listen. Because, oh, yeah, me too. I, I get in trouble, trouble, too, because people, people DM Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Stop DMing Caitlin. Yeah, I mean, that's normally how it's like phone call. Like, there's been times where, yeah, no, my husband wasn't listening. He'd be, like, in Afghanistan, and someone would call him and tell oh. him something that I said. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're like, you thought it was safe. You can say whatever. He's in Afghanistan. I mean, come on. <laughs> It is almost time for the weekend, friends. Hope you guys are having a good Friday. Let's go over now and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Amy, I think when I get these emails, people think I am exaggerating when people when I start the email. Read the first line here. Uh... Good morning, Bobby Bones. <laughs> See, so when I do that, yeah. good. That's how people write it. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. I'm not just or making like that the- up. Hello. Good morning, Bobby Bones. I need some advice in regards to my dating life. Let me preface by saying that I'm 24. I graduated high school six years ago. A few days ago, I received a message from one of my high school teachers that I happened to befriend on Facebook a couple years ago. We've never talked up to this point, but he sent me a message asking if we could go for drinks sometime. (laughs) (laughs) My immediate reaction was to freak out and think it was super weird that one of my old teachers was interested in me. However, however, after giving it more thought, I realized he's 31. He's not bad looking. He was a good teacher, but I obviously never thought of him that way. 
Also, I'm friends with a lot of my high school friends, so I'm a little nervous about what might happen if they found out I was on a date with one of our teachers. Just wondering if I should go for it or pass. Signed, Stephanie. Let's talk about the age thing first. 31 and 24. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Totally fine. Not bad. I got no issue with that at all. Let's talk about former student and teacher thing. Definitely weird. Weird. It's weird, but is it so weird you don't do it? Because again, been out of high school six years. So yes, it all feels weird, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I have questions about I would, like if he, when she was 17, 16 and in high school, was he like, oh man, okay, I'm going to wait till she's 24? <laughs> like, I would he, think no, because she didn't say really? anything about that in this email. Okay. Nothing about, all she said, we can just base our responses off the email, is that she remembers me being a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Never a teacher that was like flirty or creepy. I don't think if the teacher was flirty or creepy, she would give him a shot now. Okay. Okay. Ooh, this Wish is, we could talk to the teacher, though, because I, I, I want to know what he was I'm thinking. I'm glad, <laughs> glad you said that. Bring him up. Here he is. Right. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Go for it or pass. If she, I mean, if you're interested in him, then I say a date isn't going to hurt. See where it could go. Love is love, man. Just try it out. You know, if it works, it works. We're, okay. So it is weird, though. We're all agreeing it's weird. Yes. Totally weird. And if you were 20, I would say no. 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 But you're 24. You've been out of school six years. He's, I think you go and see if some of that that, that weirdness falls away. If it doesn't, yeah, then you can't do it anymore. But I'm okay with one date. So like if they're on a date and he starts saying, remember when you were in class that time? Remember the 83 you got? <laughs> no. Like, yes, that's, that's weird. Those are the signs you're looking for? I think it's, can you go out with him and within the first three quarters of the date, the teacher-student relationship falls away? If it does, I think, and you like him, I think you continue. If it just feels like that's Mr. Wilson mm-hmm. from Home Ec, <laughs> even after you're done, you can't. But I see no problem with that date. Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be your narrative. Like the story, I don't know, maybe oh, it'll it does. always be there, I though. mean, I guess it's going to be like, so how'd y'all meet? Well, <laughs> I taught her in high school. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he was 25. Yeah, what are the, on the he younger the, spectrum. The young, so young, yeah. Yeah. A young teacher. Mm-hmm. Here, here are my... The things I think. As long as there was no creepiness when you were in high school, because if he's creepy toward you, he's creepy toward other people. Doesn't sound like that's the case here, right? Also, you're good with the age. Yep, you're going to have to explain it to your friends for a bit. But all that stuff goes away after a while. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like, you just have to tell them once. They'll be like, oh my goodness. And then the first time they meet up with them, that's going to be a little weird. <laughs> but all that goes away. Again, he's not 51 years old. He's 31. So I encourage you to go out on a date once. I mean, didn't your friend Monica date... Tom Selleck. Well, my friend was our eye doctor. Oh, yeah. Not a teacher. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little different. And they were both like adult adults. Well, uh, I guess and his he name did. wasn't Tom Selleck <laughs> on, on the show. <laughs> True. Okay, we're uh, we're uniform in this, right? We all say yes yeah. by date. Yeah. Well, yeah. Give and it a shot. Let us know how it goes. Please let us know how it goes. Stephanie, go for it. One date. If by the end you still see him as, you know, all right, kids, get in your seats. That's not good. <laughs> Don't worry about anything else. Thank you for emailing us. <laughs> I picture her being late and she feels like she's going to get a tardy slip. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Morgan, if they want to reach out to us with anything similar, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. You know, I spent a few days this week uh, in California. I did that talk show of The Talk, which... I mentioned, I didn't know it was so controversial. I never put together all the Sharon Osbourne, all oh. the, all the. I mean, not that I care, 
But I just saw it as, hey, that'd be fun to go do, make some new friends. I can promote Breaking Bobby Bones, promote the radio show. But man, I was getting some heat. People were like, I'll never watch that show. I'm like, why? What happened? I wasn't even mad. I was like, why? <laughs> Tell me. I was like, what happened? What am I doing wrong here? That's like, they were fantastic to me. They're just lovely, lovely people. And I think everybody, I don't know. I, but I, I love doing that show. It was fun. I'm more of a, I get to pick what we talk about kind of guy. Which that's not what happens there. You just no, kinda, yeah. you have to go. And you have to like get, fight for air. Because there's five people sitting there. And you got like three minutes to talk about something. And I'm just sitting there ready to pounce. I'm like one of those nature shows where the cheetah's ready to pounce <laughs> as a baby deer runs by. Oh. And I'm waiting for just a split second to jump in because I got a lot to say about everything. But they were fantastic. And like show three, I see Raymundo on Instagram going, all right, let's see if we can get Bones to say this stuff on the show. And he's calling them hipster words. And one of the words was like Gucci. Ray, do you remember the words you wanted me to say all of them? Yeah, so it was Gucci, no cap, clap back, Chuggy and simp. Okay, so hmm. uh, Gucci means cool, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, simp is simple. Clap back is obviously uh, back against somebody. Like you say something, I clap back at you. Um, Chuggy is kind of douchey. Okay. Um, just trying to define the words for you old people in the room. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And so I see the list, and I'm, I look at it on a commercial break, and I'm like, oh, I could do this. And so they bring up the topic of moving around. This, this kid, Lisa Marie Presley's kid, had to move around a bunch of schools because she moved around a lot. And she was like, ah, this, this is hard as a kid. And I said, yeah, it is hard. I did it all the time. Because in my life, we got evicted from places. We got kicked out of apartments, had to move trailers. And so, but I knew that I could fit in the word clap back in the clip. Ray, do you have the clip? Yeah. All right, here we go. The positive part of this is I was having to acclimate myself over and over and develop skills that I have now. You know, how do I be funny? How do I learn to clap back? Yeah. How do I learn to thrive and say, I'm so grateful. <laughs> Come on. I mean, did they look at you when you said clap no. back? And they're it like, sounds like what it's the? like, okay, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. No, Everyday no, conversation. I was on it. <laughs> Ray, when I said that, did you laugh out loud? Dude, I was dying laughing. My nephew was watching live. He was so pumped that you actually said a 13-year-old hipster word. He was dying laughing that you actually did that. <laughs> I kind of felt like I sold it, too. Yeah, you did, for sure. But I was like, is anybody, like, did he just say clap back? <laughs> like the people on the panel, no. like that you're up there with. I think they just believed it. I was kind of cool. Yeah. But when you hear it, because I I was passionate when said, I think they're just like, oh, that's just a normal yeah. part of his vernacular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, where's the Gucci clip? I couldn't. Re- yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking, I just, I just, there's no way I could be like, man, that was so Gucci. And I just felt... <laughs> Then couldn't. they would have no. stopped. I yeah. couldn't. They'd be like, are you doing a bet or something? <laughs> but that was for you, Raymundo. Thank you, dude. I I saw it and I was just like, well, I pretty much, it was like the la- one of the last segments too. I was like, what are they going to do, fire me at this point? The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Riley Green released his new project called Behind the Bar. Here's a clip of one of the songs called If It Wasn't For Trucks. Lanco released a new EP called Honky Tonk Hippies. Here's the title track. And no matter what you've heard, there's two words that explain me. I'm a honky tonk hippie. Midland shared a new song called The Sunrise Tells the Story. We can have the evidence scattered everywhere and all this naked glory. A Morgan number two, 
That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A family was out camping in Indiana when all of a sudden, boom, a tree falls, lands on the eight-year-old son. While the 15-year-old brother is like, uh-oh, runs over, and he lifts up the tree and pulls his brother out. Only suffers a broken arm. Pulled the whole tree up. Yeah, pulled the whole tree up. Hey, I don't know if my adrenaline would allow me to be extra strong. I think mine would do the opposite. Like, oh, <laughs> I guess you never just know. Ah, I don't know if I should. Wow, that's crazy. You know, sometimes a car will be on someone and you'll see where they lifted it up. Yeah. Because of adrenaline. Multiple people. No, yeah, sometimes no, one. one. One person. Yes, you've heard those stories. Really? I forget. Apparently she hasn't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean. I did see a story where a guy was parked over the line and this guy who was a bodybuilder or a weightlifter because there are differences. I believe he was a weightlifter. And so he went and he tried to unlock the door and the back door was open. So he put the car, he did his, put the car like on his shoulders, is a small car, and he lifted it with his legs and put it back in the spot Stop. so he could park. Because the car was double parked? The, the car was over the line, he couldn't pull his car in. <laughs> That's funny. Was it like a little Mazda Miata? It was a small car, okay. yes. Yes, it was. But like still, a- that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But he was a power lifter and was able to do that. And obviously it was on TikTok because everything's on TikTok. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Lunchbox, thank you. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This is fun because Raymundo's wife, Bay, is on the phone right now. Bay, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Now, Bay is taking on Amy today in Fun Fact Friday. Ooh, oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah, that's right. Bring so, it. Amy is 6-0, and oh, and her goal isn't to stay undefeated. No. Her goal is just to win as many as she possibly can. <laughs> She's taking down Eddie, Lunchbox, Morgan 2, Raymundo, Scuba Steve, and a listener who challenged her himself. Now she's taking on Raymundo's wife, Bay. That's right. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. Fun Fact Friday. Yay! Are we ready to Fun Fact Friday off? Ready. Number one. Amy, you're first. So the queen is woken up every morning at 9 a.m. by a bagpiper who plays outside her window for 15 minutes. The piper must play every day at 9 a.m., again, for the full 15 minutes under the monarch's window while she's staying either at Buckingham Palace or at Windsor Castle or a few of her other places that she goes. That's her alarm <laughs> clock every day is a bagpiper? Yes, and he wow. has to travel. Huh. Or they get a different one in each town. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, Bay. what is your fun fact? All right, so there's a top-secret Starbucks that only CIA agents can use. And no one knows where it's located. It's somewhere in Virginia. And, yeah, the buildings are unmarked without Starbucks signage. It's known as store number one. Oh, oh interesting. Is it, like, at the CIA headquarters? I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> it could oh, be, though. No one knows where it is. Okay. They, they, can't write, they can't write names on cups either. <laughs> oh, that's pretty fun. Hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so Lunchbox is back on the panel today. Okay. Now, anything inappropriate with your judging. <laughs> There's no, I'm never inappropriate I'm saying, about anything. Okay. That's not true. Which one is the most fun? Fun Fact Friday, Lunchbox. Uh, Starbucks. I don't care about the queen. The queen bores me. I don't care about England, the monarchs, whatever they're called, the royal family. Give me Starbucks. Eddie? I'm a little um, worried that the the CIA, whatever, FBI, Starbucks isn't true because we don't know anything. I do like the queen thing. I like that she wakes up with a bagpiper. Wow. I'm going to have to go with Starbucks. It barely, they're both good. They're both really good. But I'm going to go with this secret Starbucks that only, but how would we know if it was secret? That's what I'm saying. You can't fact check it because it's secret. I Googled like a thousand times just to make sure. Well, then there you have it. She Googled it a thousand <laughs> times. Bay jumps out in the lead one wow. to zero. Let's do the next one. Number two. 
Okay, so there are robots with weighted butts that are used to test phones. Samsung uses robots to sit on their new phones over and over <laughs> again, testing their durability and longevity. Hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. They, they, all right, robots sit <laughs> on it. Let's see if you can break it. That's a good one. I like that. Amy? The first Bitcoin purchase was on May 22nd, 2010. A developer bought two pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoin. <gasps> 10,000 Bitcoin now would be worth millions and millions of dollars. Wow. Today, that would be worth $360 million. Wow. <laughs> he bought two pizzas yep. and he paid 10 Bitcoins. Yeah, so uh, 10,000. 10,000 Bitcoins. So mm-hmm. the person that got that money, wow, Crazy. if they kept it, it would be worth $300 million. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Lunchbox. I mean, I am s- that that Bitcoin one makes me sick. Like it's sad. Oh How is man, it they're sad. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Bitcoin. Eddie. The- yeah, I, I I don't care about anything with Bitcoin. To me, that's just such a weird currency thing. That's so weird to me. But I love the robots with the weighted butts. That's funny. I like the robots and weighted butts too. Yeah. I'm sorry, Aim. I have to keep going to get you, but I got to go where the f- most fun fact was. Who knew they kept sitting robots on phones? It's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Bay is up 2-0. One more point for Bay. She wins. Number three. Your eyes actually see your nose at all times, but your brain chooses to ignore it. <laughs> is that true? Hey, I don't see it. No, your brain's <laughs> ignoring it, dude. <laughs> All right, Amy. In 1984, Robert Cunningham, who was a regular at a diner, asked his waitress for help choosing lottery numbers. And he said, hey, if you help me out, I'll split it if we win. Well, he ended up hitting the jackpot worth $6 million, and mm. he gave the waitress $3 million of it. Wow. He split it with her, really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right. Fun fact. Lunchbox. I mean, I'll go with the waitress. I didn't think either one of them were that good. Eddie? I didn't even hear Amy's because I was trying to look at my nose while I was looking at Amy. So I <laughs> well, love I love Bay's nose thing. I'm going with the waitress one. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with the waitress <laughs> one. All right, two to one, Bay. Here we go. Next one up. Number four. So in movies like Selma about Martin Luther King Jr., none of the speeches that are featured are the real legit speeches because Steven Spielberg he owns the rights to MLK's life story and his actual speeches. Wow. And he was going to make a movie about MLK. So he owns all of that. So any movies that are made without his him being behind it, it's just kind of similar things, not the actual Interesting. speech. Steven Spielberg owns the speech, like the I Have a Dream speech, he owns it? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. He owns the movie rights to MLK's life story and all of his actual speeches. So just in movies, people can't do any of his real speeches. Exactly. That's crazy. Wow. Which I never thought. I've seen Selma, great movie, but I didn't realize we were watching an altered speech. All right, Bay, you're up. Okay, so the probability of you drinking a glass of water that contains a molecule of water that also passed through a dinosaur is almost 100%. No, I don't know what she said. Yeah, yeah, she lost me at <laughs> yeah. probability. Or prob- I heard molecule. Yeah, I heard molecule and I fell asleep. Hey, Bay, you got no chance on this one. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> you got to keep them dumb for us. Even though it could be super cool, you got to keep it dumb for us. Are we all going with Amy on this yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah Amy. Okay. molecule. <laughs> all right, here we go. Last one. Number five. Amy, you are up. I mean, the movie A Christmas Story is such a classic movie. We've all seen it and love it. It's so great, but it's based on some short stories that were originally published in Playboy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Lunchbox sets up a little straighter. Yeah, he did. It's like, I Lunchbox likes that. He's on the cover. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. A Christmas story is based off Playboy? A story in Playboy? Short stories in there. Why am I whispering? Like I mean, a- 
I don't know. (laughs) Okay, Bay, you're up. Okay, so I'm going to say people used to use bread to erase pencil marks. In 1770, Edward Nain accidentally picked up a piece of rubber instead of a bread and realized it erased a lot better than bread. So he switched, and soon after, the eraser was born. So the eraser was bread. Right. That's not the strongest one. No, it's not. not, not, I I wanted it to be. Yeah. Ooh, I did. Uh, Okay. Um, Lunchbox? You had me at Playboy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was playing to my audience for sure. Eddie? (laughs) I mean, I'm going to have to go Christmas Story. Yeah, Yeah. she had you at Playboy, too. No, just crazy. I didn't know that. It's funny that you said Playboy, you said Christmas Story. Because I was going to go just say Christmas Story, too. Yeah. Uh, Bay, you did great. You took her to the end. But Amy is our winner again. Three to two. What a comeback. I mean, you dropped hard. Oh, thanks. You started to get angry at me. I could feel it. Yeah. But I have to I have to follow the most fun fact. <laughs> I know. You know? Hey Bay, great job. Anything you'd like to tell us about Ray? Give us a Ray Mundo fun fact yeah. while you're here. You are Ray Mundo's wife. Tell us something about Ray maybe we don't know that you see every day. Ray, can I say the one I said yesterday that I was gonna use? Yes. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, sure, babe. <laughs> Go for okay, it. Okay. So so he has one fake tooth. Yeah. Can, sorry, guys. I'm a little fake. <laughs> Can you pull it out? What happened? I have a lot of fake teeth. Can you pull it out? No, it just, uh, it's like totally fake. It was, I got it knocked out in baseball, so I just had one tooth for a while, and then I finally got a fake tooth. So I was uh, pretty That's redneck. Fun, right? Yeah. That ain't that fun. All right. <laughs> Hey, babe, I know, I'm she sorry. faded down the street. Yeah, yeah, right? she, she definitely. She, she's the racehorse that at the yeah, end, all the I other mean, horses are passing. I, I do want to know if Ray goes, yeah, at home at all. Like, oh, does good do question. That? Does Ray go, yeah? No, only in cameos. Okay. <laughs> Which Bay is on, so we should promote Ray and Bay's cameos. You guys go to Cameo, you can get a Ray and Bay cameo for how much, Raymundo? Oh, uh, we dropped it. We're in the middle 20s, I think, $25. Oh, wow, they fluctuate. Raise like, yeah! Ray's like Bitcoin, up and down. <laughs> right. We don't know where he's going to be. <laughs> yeah, go to Cameo, get a Ray and Bay Cameo for 20 bucks or so. All right, Bay, thank you. Fun Fact Friday. A couple voicemails we got from last night. Here is voicemail number two on the list. Long-time listener here. This last year, I've really felt the connection with all of y'all. I've had a hard year, but the show has helped me find growth with all of you, dealing with all the stuff you're going through. Mostly Amy. Love you, girl. Thank you for being honest and relatable people and just being amazing. Love ya. Appreciate that voicemail. And then here is the next one. Hi, this message is for Lunchbox. Hey, I just wanted to let you know that Eddie did an amazing thing on his walk and raising all that money for charity (laughs) and going viral. And I just wanted to remind you of that again. All right, thanks. Good call, too. I mean, so nice. did you guys hear how much she'd been drinking before she called? She no. did not drink. <laughs> she sounded sober. Yeah. yeah. He went viral. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So if you're wondering, hey, who wears the pants in my relationship? I don't wonder. Okay, well, answer these questions. I don't wear the pants. I don't want to answer the questions. I just don't wear the pants. Oh. I'm putting my hands up. Okay, well, I'll throw go these ahead, out ahead, there. Ahead, okay, so are you typically the one to start discussions? Because if you are, you might be wearing the pants. I do not. You, not not uncomfortable discussions. No, mm-hmm. that's her. You make the most decisions. Uh, we're pretty split on that. If uh, Like she, even when it comes down to like where to eat. What to eat. She does not like to pick that stuff. I'll pick that stuff. Mm-hmm. But she travels a lot with me. Because she's like, because if I don't travel with you, I'll never see you. But then uh, that's pretty split on that one. You control the money. Doesn't say here that you make the money, but you control it. She has her own. 
She uses her own. I, we're split on that one, too. I use my own. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are the three things you can evaluate if you're trying to assess who wears the pants. Well, we just assessed. We split on two, and she won another, so she wears the pants. Mm. You know, I think that what something that I've been thinking or learned recently, I don't know if I've shared it with y'all, but like you always hear like relationships are 50-50, but like you are 100% responsible for your 50%. I don't even think they're 50-50. I think what happens is you you are your good percentage at what you are good at. Like, for example, when it comes to, we'll just pick where to eat. I do that 90% of the time. That's 90-10. However, she's going to go on, hey, we have to spend, do balance and do family stuff and do, she's on 95% of that. So I don't think it's 50 Yeah, 50. no, I think in that part, you're breaking it down into, yes, I think when it comes to that, you can like, day to day, it may fluctuate what percentage you have to offer and give. But I just thought that was an interesting thing I'd throw out there since we're talking relationships. Um, okay, so health officials are having to tell people to stop spitting in public. Some states, including, uh, Kansas, Massachusetts, it's illegal to spit on the sidewalks in public. Does anybody here spit on the sidewalks when they're no. out on a run or a walk? Well, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't I, I mean, I don't go but out it, with with intention I'm going to spit all over this joint. But if you have to spit, <laughs> you'll do it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, well, when I go out today, they're not going to never seen spit like this before. That's what I say when I'm warming up. It's no. also illegal in New York City, so make sure next time you're there, don't spit in public. I don't spit where people will be walking. If I'm Jogging or working, I'll spit in the grass. But I don't. I never thought about that. I don't think that's a big deal. Well, I thought even like don't spit loogies on the sidewalk. That's correct. I think that you go to jail for that. I thought spitting stopped when we went through a pandemic. Like you just kind of realize, hey, like oh, we're back, baby. No, oh, <laughs> we're bitch. open back up. Speaking of that, because some people might still be getting their vaccine if they're going to get it and they're getting a shot. And a tip that I saw was that if you smile when you're getting a shot, it'll hurt, it won't hurt as bad. Mm. I don't, no, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> Okay, well, I just thought it might. Someone might be going to get a shot today, and just they can test it out. Smile while they're sticking it in. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, boy. And there she goes. All right, what okay. else you got? Well, Garth Brooks is in the midst of his tour rehearsals, and he decided to share with us what we can expect from his stadium tour. I'm so fired up, and the stage is, is all modified. It's all flat, 360 degrees. It's just really, really cool. So it's going to be a lot of front row going to be a lot of real up close and personal uh which is the only way to play music for me that's the best way to sell a lot of front row tickets at a high price yeah Make the whole place a front yeah. row yeah he's guard smarter he than all of us smart guys like, are we going think of that to what the one here in town yes please tell me we have to repeat uh little oh, yeah. rock we did it that I, was like one of the best concerts ever i don't know i mean i don't i don't when is it i don't know but i feel like I when, I, when I saw up. the billboard i'm like we have to go to this yeah it's a big show, though. And my wife was like, really? And see Garth? I'm like, you've never seen this. It's There's amazing. Of, and it sounds parking like there. this one's <laughs> going to be up close and personal. When is it, Mike? July 31st. Let's go! Oh. Okay, maybe, maybe. All right, is that it, Amy? Yep, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So Chunk is a three-year-old golden retriever that went missing. Like, he wasn't at his home for two weeks. His owners were frantic. They put up signs all around. Well, shout out to a couple of joggers that paid attention to these signs and saw a dog swimming in the bay. Mm. And they called police. They're like, hey, this dog that we saw swimming looks a lot like the dog in the missing posters that we saw. So the police responded. They were able to rescue Chunk. They got one of the posters, returned Chunk home. 
He was covered in ticks, had lost about 20 pounds, wow. was all matted, but now he's safe and at home and going to be okay. Well, you know that family is so relieved. I know. I mean, Ella runs out for 45 seconds. We can't find her off the off where we live. And we're like, oh my God, life's over. And then we get her back and we're like, ooh, can you imagine Chunk being gone for that long? No. And like, I guess just it's also good to pay attention to little posters that you see up because you never know. You might be the person that spots the missing pet. The missing pet thing hits me so hard because it's happened where Caitlin and I, if we see someone has a pet, in our, we'll go drive around on purpose and look for it because we hope somebody would do that for us yeah. if Stanley or Elder was gone. All right. That's a good story. Long live Chunk. That's what I say. Yeah, <laughs> Chunk. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. In studio, in just a few minutes, Amy Grant will be here. Baby, baby, some something that emotion. I'm taken with the notion. Oh. I don't ever to know To love words. you with that, the that, sweetest of devotion. <laughs> I switch it up. Go yeah. on. <laughs> uh, she'll be in in a few minutes. We're very excited about that. We talked about her, I guess, last week, and now here she is. Uh, over to Amy now at the Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. How does a hamburger like to wear its hair? How does a hamburger like to wear its hair? In a bun. <laughs> All right, there it is. <laughs> that was the morning corny. Here's the morning corny we got on the voicemail lines yesterday. Uh, this is uh, voicemail number four, right? Hi, guys. I have a morning corny. What's the best thing about Switzerland? Well, the flag is a big plus. Have a great day. The flag is white with a red a big plus, plus oh, sign. Yeah. Well, not a plus sign, like a uh, yeah. like a, a like a, a cross. It's like a cross. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, there you go. <laughs> Scuba Steve said his brother was bitten by a shark at one point, uh, and now I'm going to have him get to the story in a second. But Scuba Steve's the most interesting guy in the show, and we were, t- we're talking about the story which led to it. There was a uh, a guy named Dylan McWilliams. He was attacked by a bear, then later he was attacked by a shark, and they were talking about the odds of that happening. You know, both animals by themselves, impossible odds. But together, that's like the Powerball. That's wow. the odds to be attacked by a shark and a bear. Yeah. Like, they're like, this just isn't going to happen. And Scooby goes, yeah, my brother was attacked by a shark once. And I was like, wait, first of all, you have a brother? <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, you got attacked by a shark. What happened? So, um, yeah, I guess the interesting stories run through my family bloodline. We were surfing out in New Smyrna Beach where we go pretty frequently growing up, which is kind of outside of Orlando. And we were surfing out there. He's much better than I am. He goes a little further out. And then we hear a bunch of screaming and yelling. And we're like, what, you know, what's happening? And he goes, there's a shark, a shark. And I'm like, oh, my God, well, let's, let's swim in. And in that same moment, apparently the shark then came after him and latched onto his leg and tore into his flesh. And then he had to fight the shark off. And he says, allegedly, he punched the shark in the nose, which is eventually what led the shark to get off his leg. He swam in and had a bunch of injuries to his calf. Like, they, he's missing some skin. He's got, uh, like, some, some uh, uh, like, torn ligaments. But he survived. That's crazy. Lunchbox claims he was attacked by a shark once. Yeah, we so put him on a lie detector, and they said that was a lie. I was off the coast of uh, Georgia with my cousin, and a shark took a bite out of our paddle boat, and that's so it. So why would a shark, though, just bite a, a boat? I, why, do, I, why do sharks bite surfboards? I mean, you don't know. I mean, I, I never talked to the shark. I couldn't interview him. He didn't yeah. stick around. You know, he <laughs> didn't want to be on the media. He just he fled. But On he the bit, media? He bit the paddle boat, and that's, I mean, that's what happened. I mean, believe it if you don't. I mean, whatever. Believe it, Believe if, it you if you don't. don't. Okay. All the, all the well, phrases are off. <laughs> My favorite meal, and I may have it twice a year, chicken fried steak with white gravy, 
I like to have some fried okra, mashed potatoes. I also like white gravy on those mashed potatoes, some corn. Like that to me, growing up in the South, that's my meal. A new study shows that eating a Southern-style diet increases your risk of sudden cardiac death by almost 50%. Because all that stuff gets in your heart. Yeah. All that stuff I just listed, I like to have that every night. I would eat that every night if I could. Uh, and they, they directly go after the South here, and I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> Why are they going after our Southern foods here? Your favorite meal if you get one, Amy? Mexican. Yeah? Yeah. I, don't, I just need, like, chips, salsa, queso. Like, I don't care. Whatever. Rice, beans, sour cream. Mix it all up. Guacamole. I'm huh? good. <laughs> I just want a big plate full of Mexican food. Eddie? Pizza. Yeah. Straight up. Uh, P- Pizza Hut thin crust? Is Pizza Hut. No, no, no. Pizza Hut pan. Nah. Pan crust. Oh, wow. Pan? No, this is, the, the this is mine, cr- I know. I, I, okay. I'm, I'm trying to shit. No, Eddie. No, 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 Eddie. That's not right. Are you sure? Uh, lunchbox? Oh, it's easy. Beef fajitas. Uh, and then you have the chips and queso, the salsa, the margarita. Oh, my oh. gosh. Yum. Oof. I mean, so it's good. mostly how, how we all grew up, right? I grew up in the South, pretty deep South. That's mine. Amy and Lunchbox grew up in Texas. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what Eddie's deal is. Yeah, South Texas, and I yeah. guess. Well, we had Friday night pizza every Friday. So like, it was Pizza Hut, and yeah. that's just what I grew up on. So mm-hmm. Makes sense. Don't forget, Sunday night, I'm breaking Bobby Bones. I'm out. I am doing two things. I'm uh, with Ralph, who, who lost his legs serving our country, and now he's on the U.S. Paralympic uh, hockey team. Um, and then I'm also driving a combine. And I'm I'm working in a farm, and it's crazy. And I mess up. I mess it up pretty bad, sadly. Oh but you can watch that Nat Geo 109 Central, or you can buy the Amazon the episodes on Amazon. The Friday morning conversation with Amy Grant. So because you were coming in, I went to my closet and I got my Amy Grant shirt out. You really had that in your closet? Oh, I've had this for years. Okay. What what year is this shirt from? 1994. Really? How do you remember that? What's this on <laughs> well, the back? Is there a tour on the back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This I buy so few clothes. Like I can look at a photograph and go, "Oh yeah, it's that shirt. That's eighty-seven. Oh yeah." And my kids are the same way. We're just like zero in the in the shopping department. I yep, nineteen ninety-four. You uh, we were talking about you the other day on the show because you're going back out on tour and, you're, and you're celebrating. Was it thirty years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 30, I mean, mm-hmm. does that seem like yesterday or does it seem like forever ago that th- this record came out and changed your life? It feels like uh, both. It feels like, um, honestly, lifetimes ago, you know, like uh, somebody will say, tell me a memory from that tour. And I'll go, will you tell me something that happened to you when you were 25? <laughs> you know, um, But it was the thing I remember most from that tour is I had two young kids. Uh, one and a half and a three and a half year old. <clears throat> and so I have three nephews that were born when I was in high school. And so they were like 13, 14. And I said, we're traveling across the country. Come with me. Of course, their their mom, I took two of them across the whole country. And she was like thrilled. They're gone. I, They had zero supervision. That's what I remember most. They got per diem. We would get to a town. And I, my feeling was, you're not in diapers. You got this covered. And when we look, I just look back and go, oh, my gosh. Okay, I think an alcohol problem began then. I think they were just, it's their favorite summer. And when we look back, and that's what I mostly remember was hanging out with my nephews, listening to music all night and on the bus. And um, I mean, think about that. You're a 13-year-old kid. And you get to go with Amy Grant across, your aunt, Aunt Amy, I don't know what they called you. Yeah. You get, per diem, they get money every day. 25, 30 bucks, whatever they're going to get to go eat. They're on buses. They have access to probably go backstage, 
probably teenage girls at your shows they can go meet? I mean, I just remember getting to San Francisco, and we got there about 3 o'clock in the morning. We had the next day off, and then the following day, we had to be on the bus like 1 o'clock to get to soundcheck. And what I said was, you better be here when it's time for the bus to leave. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) Did their mom know that you were allowing them to just run free? I don't, you know, I I, I think I have a screw loose. One day I was going through the, um, I was on my way to my hotel room, and they're great guys, great sense of, of humor, but there were some two police officers in the hallway, and they said, we think somebody's broken into this room. I went, oh, my gosh, that's where that's where Logan and Burton are. And anyway, I looked in and went, oh, my gosh, it was ransacked, like everything torn up, beds torn apart, mattresses in the wrong parts of the room. And while we were there, they walked up. And I went, guys, I hate to tell you this. And they looked in and went, oh, that's how we left it. <laughs> they oh, did it. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Amy Grant is here with us right now, which, by the way, she is celebrating 30 years of heart in motion, uh, which had Baby Baby. Are you going to be playing Baby Baby out on the road? I am. A little bit lower. And why would you do it a little lower? Because I'm, my, I'm, my voice is lower. <laughs> <laughs> is, sh- when you sing, because artists that I know too have turned their keys lower as well when they mm-hmm. sing. Yeah. When did you have to start changing your songs? Pretty recently? Mm, yeah. yeah. Honestly, it was for the tour. Um, I held on as long as I could. And finally, Kim Keys, who I've sung with, for many years, she said, good gosh, just lower the key. <laughs> you know, all that, just trying to be something that you're not. And lower is great. What was it like to have a, a big pop song in the 90s? Um, it was exciting because that kind of thing was not really happening in Nashville. And so everybody that participated, it felt like such a group win. Um, all the producers on that record Keith Thomas, Michael Amartian, Brown Bannister. Um, I mean, Omar, he'd had number ones in decades, you know, I mean, multiple decades. But for us, I don't know, it just felt like, it felt like the Olympics. It felt like being on a winning team at the Olympics. And um, uh, yeah, so it was awesome. Did you have expectations? And right, let's play a little bit of this song. Did you have expectations? That this song was going to be a massive pop success. Were they telling you, like, this is what we're going to do, Amy? This song is going to be... Because, again, you're in Nashville. You're not in L.A. You're not in New York. It's hard for something to come out in the pop world. At least now it is from here. Like, did you have massive thoughts of just, I'm going to be just a humongous pop star with this song? God, no. (laughs) No, I just loved it. It was a fun time in life, and I wanted... You know, my background is more uh, singing songs about faith, which tends to make for a serious conversation. Um, and I was just so glad to have songs that were fun. And, um, you know, once again, I lived next door to four of my nieces and nephews. And I remember them coming over and I would play like five songs and uh, from this record. And I say, which one do you hate? Like always trying to figure out how do we make this just something that somebody wants to play. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just so much fun. And I was signed to two record companies at the time, Word Records and A&M Records simultaneously, you know, because music, you had to you had to hunt for music back then. Nothing was, you know, online. <clears throat> and neither record company really was high up on the song. Of that song specifically? Mm-hmm, yeah. So if neither company's going, this is the one, how does it end up being the one? How does it end up being such a smash? Somebody sent it. 
Maybe Mark Mazzetti sent it to a DJ in San Diego. Kevin, oh, sorry, Kevin, can't remember your last name. Uh, yeah, and it it just took off in Southern California. So it went one station, another then said, oh, well, that's pretty good, let me play it. And then mm-hmm. it's slowly, organically built. Yeah, that was back when music was like a grass fire. Yeah. When did you feel in your life like, oh, my life is changing now because of this song? Was there a moment where you're going, or a crowd you looked into and you're like, wow, you guys are a lot bigger than, than it, you have been in the past? Um, crowds were big before that, but I remember going into the donut den in Green Hills and a group of girls, maybe high school girls were coming out and I walked in, we just passed in the doorway and they all screamed in my face. (laughs) Like right in there like, ah! (laughs) And then they left and I went in and I thought, well, that's weird. I've been coming to Donut Den since I was five. <laughs> was there ever a point where you had to go, okay, I, it's not safe for me to go out places because it's it, right now it's a little too crazy? No, I never felt that way because, you know, I was the baby in my family and five generations of my family here to be, I knew your mother when we were just children. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've just always been somewhere in the pack. You have nonstop tour dates because Amy had told me that you were doing like 40 shows or something this year. And I was like, wow, for, for anybody to, to commit to 40 shows is crazy. Pandemic or not, that's just a lot of shows. Are you kind of touring more pop style than country style where it's not just Friday, Saturday and come home? Are there like Tuesday, Wednesday shows? Do you know? Yeah. That is a lot of dates. Mm-hmm. I think we're leaving in October and not coming back. You're doing alternative rock tour. That's what that <laughs> is. You just live on the bus. Well, you know what's fun about that is you have days off away from town because um, – uh, to really discover the country, I mean, it's so fantastic because you're working your way across. And so it's, you know, like the bike trails in the Pacific Northwest are unbelievable. So you actually go on the road and find things to do in off days and don't just sleep. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I like to get out and meet people. I like to, I remember finding a drum circle at a park in California. <laughs> and yeah, and just like, yeah. Just live and be a part of what other people are doing and finding a farmer's market and coming back and cooking in the room and, you know, just live. That's what I need a little more of, just yeah, live. you do. <laughs> so I'm like, just work, yeah. just work, <laughs> what, climb to the next goal. Uh, let me play a little bit of Every Heartbeat here because I think this is my favorite of all the, the old school pop stuff. Like this one to me, I... Every heartbeat. I sing it really good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Like, what do you think about when you hear this song? Uh. Every heartbeat belongs <laughs> to you. Yeah. I think about these, you know, hand motions. I, I I never took dance class. I'm not a dancer, but I, I, I can't help but move when music is happening. I'm not trying to look cool. It just happens. <laughs> but I remember the goofy hand motions that we all did during that tour for that song. It kind of looks like the Macarena, what you're doing now. It does, yeah. It's a bit- but, yeah, but I mean, and we weren't trying to get anybody to dance, but it was so, um, like, everybody did it. My my young children did it. The crew guys did it. You know, hardened truck drivers would come in and they're like, hmm. They're doing the dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what that song makes me think of. What about, that's what love is for. That's a jam too, Amy. Oh, man. That might be my new favorite. As I'm playing them all now, I'm changing man. as we're going. Yeah, I still sing that song every show. And I mean, the world needs that. 
that world needs that song. Is there a song that you don't, you're like, oh man, I've just sang this so many times. I got to sing it again. Or are you just happy to be out and, and sing them all at this point? I'm glad to sing them all. There's some songs that are that I probably won't do live, you know, that were just kind of goofy songs on the record. But um, yeah, just to get to do something you love is, man, what a gift. Let me say this. Beginning July 30th, for the first time since its original release, the album will be remastered on vinyl. That's mm-hmm. it's exciting. It uh, is. Here is always a thing, because now, you know, I've been been doing this for the radio thing for 17, 27, 24, a long time, right? 20-something so, years. Well, since I was 17. Yeah. And then I've been doing mornings since I was 22, so almost 20 years. And in a way, I'm like, hey, that's really cool. But in a way, I'm like, dang, it's like, it's a long time. Like, I'm getting... So with this record, as it hits 30 years, are you like, dang, look at that. The success of this thing is amazing. But are you also like, dang, it's 30 years later? Because that's how I feel with this thing, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was 17 when I started singing. And so, like, when I look back on that, it might have looked like something happened overnight. But I had put in a lot of a lot of t- years before that. And mostly what I feel is, dang, life goes by fast. And... If I didn't look in a mirror or if I didn't, like, try to run really fast and wind up wetting my pants, you know, it's just like you'd think, oh, no. I mean, time stands still for all of us with different things. And for me, music makes time stand still. I was reading a book, and I read it a long time ago, called uh, I'm Okay, You're Okay, where they talk about music that if, let's say you listen to a song a whole lot when you were 10 and you play that song right now, for a brief second in your brain, it feels like you're 10 years old because your your brain triggers on that sound and it reminds you of exactly, just instant, just for an instant, yeah, yeah. but it gives you that feeling like mm-hmm. you're talking about now. Like mm-hmm. when I play, you know, every heartbeat, I think of where I was when I was listening to the radio back then. Yeah. You know, when I had this shirt the first time, the first version of this shirt. Uh-huh, yeah. um, Amy, you are a massive Amy Grant fan. Yeah. I know you've been sitting back there just patiently waiting. What would you like to ask Amy? I mean, I just like I, my fifth grade talent show. Like I performed Galileo, oh. <laughs> so and I had when you're talking about like the dance moves. Like mm-hmm. two of my girlfriends, Kristen and Hailey, we had matching outfits and we got up on stage in front of our entire elementary school and performed um, in the year of 1492 when Columbus sailed the ocean blue so i just for me like that i mean i would you are you going to be performing that at your show? <laughs> i don't even i'll be honest with you, i don't know that song amy only from amy oh, here singing it no i'm galileo even on the darkest night oh i will find the shine do you realize this whole interview is us singing to amy grant yeah, yeah, it's yeah. us singing her songs to her that's so great i can just picture your little fifth grade face oh like we puff painted our own matching shirt and we had hats and like there was a part because we had microphones with cords and um, there was a part where we incorporated uh, or choreographed a turn which we didn't really think that through with the cords and like I tripped (laughs) it's a cat roping and so I just have so many special memories with you so I'm definitely going to be finding a city near me I don't know which one well, I'm going to try to go to. she's coming to Franklin three times. Oh, well then, yes, that yeah. is a city near me. Yeah, it's near you. <laughs> so I, yeah. I will be there. But I just think it's it's interesting to even just hear you say, too, as a reminder of, like, for you, like, it just goes by so fast and to live. And I love that that you're you're actually doing that. And you just sitting here with you in this moment has inspired me to, like, want to 
live a little bit more. And be a and singer. Like, no. Chase your dream. <laughs> I can't do that, but thank you, you sound for that. Great. You sound great to oh, me. You're, thank you. You're good. You're good, good pitch center. <laughs> do you feel like, you know, as you talk about live your life, do you feel like your heart surgery has changed your perspective about living? Did that, ha- hap- did that happen with you where you're like, okay, now I really got to refocus? I was just grateful to wake up, mm. you know. Um, but I, um, it's funny, like coming in here, I was joking with Jennifer Cook, my manager, and I said, you think he wants to talk about like uh, picking up beer mash from East Nashville Beer Works and feeding our beef alone? No, that's probably not what it's going to be. You think he wants to talk about the day camp we do at our farm? Mm, no, I'm an archery instructor. Probably not that. You think he wants to talk about this acoustic brain mirroring therapy that I do? Mm, <laughs> no. I think it's music. And I, what I love is that there's a lot of life in my head and in my heart. And music, music's part of that. And touring focuses me on that. Um, and then I go, oh, God, what a gift. That really has been the platform from which I have launched a lot of other things that I wouldn't have been able to participate in had it not been for music. But I just think um, we all have so many gifts and talents, and you just have to You've got to reach. You have to reach for different things because you might be essential in another circle and you don't even know it. And it's it's a it's a good thing. By the numbers, you have sold more than thirty million albums worldwide. You have six Grammys. I mean, like she doesn't know this. Yeah. By the way. I'm, reading, I'm reading you all this stuff. You have twenty two Dove Awards. You had the first Christian album to go platinum. You know, whenever you know, you kind of look at folks. You know who is most to me because I've been able to see you. Um, be amazing on the Christian chart as well. But like a Lauren Daigle, because I know Lauren a little bit too, like you guys to <laughs> me fantastic. are like this, the, the same person. It's so funny. She, um, I met her and said, do you want to go to walk, uh, go walk on our farm? And we went and strung hammocks high up in a tree and sat there. And I said, what really matters to you? And I loved it that she said, I'll always sing, but what I really care about is, and it was, you know, it's her story to tell. And it was just like, sing, 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 because that's a platform from which you'll be able to do other things. But man, she, woo. But that's you too, you know, like you are her, she is you. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, well, and I know you just said that, and I just want to affirm you because two things came to my mind when you were talking about how it's enabled you to do other things. So my daughter actually went to your camp last week. No way! Yeah, so she was there for a full week, and it was the best camp experience she's ever had. So, And she came away with so many new friendships. It was very special. And then also... uh, Bobby, the brain thing I got you for your birthday. That's what she's talking oh, about. Oh, that exact thing? Yes. It, is he, it? he just hasn't done it. I think. Sarah said so, Yes. He oh hasn't done gosh. it yet. Well, so here's the thing. And I haven't you talked about it uh, a lot because it's a medical. But I've had some brain issues, some medical issues. Yeah. And Amy was like, I got you something. I am so, this makes me so happy. <laughs> and so, but it was COVID still. And I was like, well, I'm going to wait till we're out of this thing. And I'll go and. and so, but I haven't gone yet. So what's this thing going to do to me? <laughs> am I going to come in smarter? Well, Lovelier, hey. be honest. <laughs> you couldn't be smarter. You are like, God, you fire on all pistons all the time. Um, I discovered this technology in 2009, and it was a game changer. And it does subtle things, but for some people it does really amazing things. But, you know, real peace and joy is found in the moment. And But our brains create all these tracks from things that have happened to us in the past, and they default to those tracks even when those circumstances have changed. 
And so this Sarasat acoustic brain mirroring, you just lie back in a comfortable chair, eyes closed, you got a weighted blanket on your lap, and you let your brain hear itself. And then and in real time, the energy that your brain is exhibiting, you know, your, your brain shouldn't have its foot on the gas or the brake when you're relaxed. And when it's listening to itself, it'll go, oh, like I've got my foot on the, on the gas. And in that space where it has no responsibility, it's not having to keep you alive or normalize anything, it will, it will um, relax those deep brain tracks. Like I did sessions on a guy that was traumatized as a 10-year-old and every night had a nightmare, every night, every night, every night. And uh, I just wanted him to be able to sleep. And he's in his 60s. And, you know, so it was four sessions, three weeks later, another session. And every day I was like, are you sleeping? Are you sleeping? And one, he came back for the, the fifth session three weeks later and he said, I finally started sleeping. Because, you know, it's his brain that has to do the fixing. I'm not. Do, I'm just giving his brain the opportunity. And I said, what about the nightmares? And he went, oh, those ended after the first session. And so, but we all live with stress and trauma. And, uh, you know, someday, Lord willing, this will be FDA approved and the whole world can do it. But we do it with veterans. I've done it with women from the um, shelter. What do you mean you've done it? You actually are there with them? I am a tech. You are? I did. I did th- two sessions yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm are you, like, I'm, are you going to be doing mine? <laughs> Do you read my brain? No. I sure can. Yeah, I, it's so um, funny. It's uh, I was talking to a, a musician yesterday who was in my chair, and um, yeah. And another thing is, it's just it's caring touch. That's another thing. Like just setting somebody up is, I don't know. We just it's so much fun to have a a, a job that where I can care for people. You mentioned, you know, sometimes we revert back to where our brains were, even though we're not in that situation now. Yes. That's kind of what happens with with my fiance now. Because listen, I grew up, didn't have a dad, didn't have a good mom situation, lived in poverty a lot of my life. And I still act like, I still go back to that sometimes. My fiance is like, hey, look, she got me by the shoulders. You're not that kid anymore. Like your brain is taking you to a bad place and you're acting like you were when you were, you were nine or 10, but you don't have to do that anymore. And so when you said that, that kind of struck me as like, that's what we deal with all the time in my house. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm constantly living like I'm that same person growing up, you know, in the trailer park. Like we don't know if we even have food tonight. Yeah. And, she'll, you know, she has to do that to me. Yeah. You're going to love this because it will, it, like the noise in your head will disappear. And that's what it is. It, the, the noise in my head has never disappeared. It's always one foot on the gas or two feet on the gas. That's it. There's no break. It's one foot or two all the time. Uh, Well, listen, Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you came in because we are massive fans of you just in general. Uh, And whenever Amy mentioned that you were doing the tour, I was like, this gives us a reason to invite her back on (laughs) because now we can, you know, build it like we're promoting the tour, but we can actually hang out and talk with her. So uh, thank you for coming in. Tell Vince we said hello. I talked to Vince a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, just the lovely, just the loveliest people. You're just the loveliest, and I don't know how you stay lovely all the time. Mm. What's the What's the secret to being lovely all the time? Thank you for saying that. And I, I think, loved people love people. Loved people love people, and I think with that, we will end because that is fantastic. I will tell you this: you can go to amygrant.com. She starts August fifth. Rolling all the way to the end of October. 30 years of the Heart in Motion tour, which had all the songs we talked about. 
We are massive fans. Thank you for, for giving us the time. Thank you. And also, we ended up talking about all the stuff you wondered if yes. we were going to talk about. We talked about music. We talked about it all. I know. So I, know. I hope that when, when they called and said, hey, Bobby wants to talk to you, that you weren't like, I have to go do an interview. I, oh, my gosh, no. I, I have so much respect for you. Well, that's very kind of you. When you were out of town, you know, I did your, I filled in for you doing the Opry mm-hmm. live. And oh, my. All I could think of is he is so smart. He can juggle so many things in that brain at one time. And I was trying to interview. You did a great job. They even told me, they were like, Amy killed it. And then I started feeling self-conscious. Like, well, why do you even want me? She's a star (laughs) and she's better at this. So there she is, Amy Grant. Go to amygrant.com to get tickets. Let's clap our hands for her again. Amy Grant, everybody. Thank you, thank you. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. There's a guy, Mark Scotch. He's 64 years old. He started chatting with Hugh Smith, who's 56, at a brewery while he was visiting Louisiana. They struck up a friendship after learning that Hugh, the younger of the two, was spending 10 hours a night on dialysis after he went into kidney failure. So Mark volunteered, after their conversations, to become his kidney donor. Turns out Mark was not a match for Hugh, but he was still able to help him get a new kidney by donating his because they have a whole program where if you donate to someone else, they donate, and eventually it comes back around to who you're aiming for. Oh, amazing. So this guy, again, Mark and Hugh sitting at a bar, that turns into him actually getting his kidney. Well, (laughs) now Mark, who donated, just completed a 1,500-mile ride on his bicycle from Madison to Louisiana on what he calls the Oregon Trail. Not Oregon, Oregon, like a body organ. Mm -hmm. The trip was to raise awareness about organ donation. And then he met up with his buddy Hugh for a visit. Clever. Love it. The great thing is, what I love about this, first of all, anybody that donates an organ, wild to me. Like, good for you. That's amazing. But secondly, he then realized he couldn't give it to his friend. But he's like, I'm going to give it to somebody random, hoping that that gets back around to my friend. And I'm going to do something that raises awareness for other yeah, people that, to donate. <laughs> and it came with a funny name, the Oregon Trail. Yeah, I know. He hit it all. Love all right. it. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Listen to this. A guy finds out his son is his uncle. Think about that for a second. How, Amy, is your son... It's too hard. I know. I started I, to have that too. It's where, too where, hard. Or it's like that meme, A Beautiful Mind, where he, the guy's putting all the pins in all the places. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know. But he finds out his son is his uncle. Okay. So uh, his wife must have hooked up with his... Um, Dad? No. You, Something like that? You're on the right track. His wife got his, pregnant by... His granddad slept with his girlfriend. Gross. This what? just got weird. So that means... He's not related to the baby because of his girlfriend having it. He's related to the baby because of his grandfather having it. Right. So his grandfather basically has his uncle, but his son, which he was taking care of, his stepson, who he thought was his son. I guess not even stepson. Not even step. He just thought it was a son. Oh, my goodness. How about that? So how did this get revealed? Like 23andMe? Well, (laughs) he shared this story again, and everybody was like, how do we track this back? But his girlfriend was taking a shower. He found years worth of explicit messages and pictures that his girlfriend and his grandfather had shared. Which, what? by the way, weird. I don't want to see my grandpa's pee pee. No. <laughs> not even accidentally. I mean, not in, not even if it's not my girl. Uh, he confronted the two, moved out. He's been staying um, with another grandfather, and so that's the story. Oh, man. Dang that you, is Papa. crazy. Yeah. I know where there's a... Papa, i to give you a word there's original. Yeah. And give you some knowledge. Buy you toys and stuff. Yeah. Not... Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> to your girlfriend. Girl, what is she thinking, baby. too? What is she thinking? No. She got an old man complex. 
Well, I don't know the age gap. Well, I'm, I'm assuming the kid and grandpa. Mm-hmm. Where's this? Where's this from? Here, it's not. It, no, it's not for now. It's a good question. <laughs> it's a good question. I don't think it's from some country that we yeah. never heard about. Because sometimes it is. It's like man has two tails sure. and, and nine babies. I get it. That's on that side of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for another round of easy trivia. If Eddie wins today, he will be crowned Easy Trivia Champion. Man. He'll get the Easy Trivia Tiara. Wow, wow. And then he will hear this song right here. That's right. Oh, that's a good song. That's what you're wanting to hear, Eddie. Yes. What none of you are wanting to hear, when you miss a question, you don't want to hear this. You've been boned. Once you get boned, you're out of the game. (laughs) Eddie with four wins, everybody else with three. Woo! Let's go. Easy Trivia. No one's eliminated in round one. Amy, you're up first. Where does Santa Claus live? North Pole. The North Pole is correct. Everybody, welcome Amy to the show. Amy. Amy, tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Well, I grew up in Austin, Texas, born and raised. I live in the same exact house my entire life from when I was born till I was 18 and I moved off to college. Wow, look at that. There she is, Amy, yeah. everybody. Wow, wow, wow. All right, Lunchbox, over to you. On which hallo- which holiday do we go trick-or-treating? <laughs> uh, it's Halloween. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, almost yeah. Came out. Uh, Lunchbox, tell us a little something about how you grew up. Uh, man, I grew up in Austin, Texas, graduated from Anderson High School, and the sad thing is I was not voted most likely to be famous. That award went to McCad Brooks. Which oh, he was. Is he famous? Is, yeah. He yeah. was in a... Well, the question is, if you have to ask if someone is famous, are they truly famous? Oh, He's in, famous he was so. in Supergirl. He was in Desperate Housewives. He's just oh. in the new Mortal Kombat movie. So he's done I well for himself. There you yeah. go. Lunchbox, but who is more famous? I would hope me, because it eats me. It still eats me that I got voted. And not, <laughs> I didn't get voted most likely to be famous. Next up, our player with four wins, one away from the championship, Producer Eddie. Yeah. Hi, Producer Eddie. How you doing? How you doing, Bones? Good. According to the Dr. Seuss book, who stole Christmas? The Grinch. That is correct. Eddie, tell us something about how you grew up. I grew up in uh, South Texas, the city of McAllen, seven miles north of Mexico. So, man, I was right there. I'd go to Mexico all the time. And finally, Morgan, Tesla is a company that specializes in what type of product? Cars. Cars is correct. Yeah. Let's welcome Morgan number two to the show. Morgan, tell us a little bit about how you grew up. Uh, I grew up in Wichita, Kansas, and I went to school at Kansas State University, and I moved out of Kansas when I was 23 years old and came to Nashville. There she is. Morgan, number two, everybody. Thank you. And I'm your host, Bobby Bones, Arkansas born and bred. Woo pig suey is what I say. (laughs) All right, guys, if you missed the question now, you are out of the game. Amy, you're up first. Mm -hmm. Which... City has the slogan, what happens here stays here. Vegas. Vegas is correct. Nice job. There she is. Good. Eddie. Come on. How many movies are in a trilogy? It's a trilogy. Oh, sorry. Lunchbox. Ah, uh, dang it. Lunchbox. Next. How many movies are in a trilogy? Three. Three is correct. Um, nice job. Eddie. Come on. What's the capital of Alabama? <laughs> I mean, I would... I mean, it just came to me. I mean, I'm going to go with Birmingham. I think that's the capital. Birmingham. That's incorrect. No. Whoa. Eddie, Eddie, I have no idea. That would have been Lunchbox. I, I messed up the order, but yeah, that's the third question. Oh, no. The answer, the capital of Alabama is Montgomery. No. Dang, that's just like that, huh? All yeah, right. just like, like that. that. Oh, that hurts. Raymundo, hit me. Woo! You've been boom. Mm, that does hurt. That's a quick bone, Eddie. Yeah, that's not good. Dang. All right, let me X him out. Hey, Morgan, 
What's the coldest continent in the world? Antarctica. That is correct. Nice job. All right, next round. Amy, coming over to you. What do you call land with water on three sides? What? <laughs> so it's not an island, which is four sides, all around, all the sides. What do you call if there's water on Oh, there? a peninsula. That's correct. Yeah. Woo! Boy, we're coming hard with these questions today. <laughs> I know. Mike D saw us go 10 rounds last time. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like that. And he's like, all right, we're going to stop that. Lunchbox, what year was the Declaration of Independence signed? Uh, wow, geez. Um, uh, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Oh, I know. You know what? Oh, God, that might not be right. Okay, it just popped in my head. 1776. Is that your answer? Yeah, it just popped in my head. I don't know why. 1776 is correct. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm. Hey, Morgan. The World Cup is known mostly for which sport? Oh, well, I think it's soccer. Uh, what is that called? Football over there? The World Cup is known mostly for which sport? I think it's soccer. Soccer? Is that your answer? Yeah. Mm, that's correct. Woo! Amy, back over to you. Mm-hmm. What 1960s American pop group created the surfing sound? The Beach Boys? Is that your answer? Yep. That is correct. Okay. Lunchbox, in which movie did Hugh Jackman play P.T. Barnum? Hugh Jackman. Oh, that's the one you danced to. <clears throat> the Greatest Showman. That is correct. Wow. Just for context, it was on Dancing with the Stars, not in the studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I for fun. Just like every morning you dance to that song here. <laughs> hey, Morgan, Niagara Falls is on the border of what U.S. state? Oh, I believe, I believe, I'm pretty sure that's like up in Canada, so I think it's New York. Or Michigan? Oh, I think it's New York. Right. It's New-, New York. New York is correct. <laughs> wow. Wow, I wouldn't have missed that. Nice job, guys. Going to the next round. Oh, because that's where... Is that where Jim, Jim and Pam, Pam got married? Went? Okay. Mm-hmm. Amy, what's it called when animals sleep during the winter? Hibernation. That is correct. Lunchbox, which character on Friends is a paleontologist? That's Ross. Correct. Morgan, what country is actor Chris Hemsworth from? Wait, can you repeat that one more time? What country is actor Chris Hemsworth from? Australia. Correct. Easy trivia. (gasps) That's the name of the game, folks. (laughs) Okay. Amy, Mm -hmm. what country are you visiting if you are at the Taj Mahal? You're visiting the country that is India. Is that your answer? Yes. That is correct. Thank you. (laughs) Lunchbox, what hemisphere does Australia lie on? Uh, I guess the southern hemisphere is way down there, so I'll go southern hemisphere. Correct. Nice job. Morgan, who wrote Macbeth? Shakespeare. Correct. 
Nice job, guys. Oh. Amy, the legendary left shark was part of what performer's Super Bowl halftime show? Katy Perry. Correct. Woo! Lunchbox, how many months have 31 days in them? <laughs> oh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> that's, that's trouble. How many months have 31 days in them? Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. There's something. I, I don't know who does this, but someone can do something on their knuckles. Like this day, this day, this day. Ah, man. I wish you'd really just ask me how many, which months have 28 days. That's easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll just take a stab and say I got July and March. That's two of them. So November only has 30. December has it because December 31st is New Year's. October only has 30. How many I months? Ha- well, I have three that I, that I can find in my head. Yeah. So I'll just go with, there has to be more than that. So I'll go with five. Five. Well, you, you said October only had 30. What day is Halloween? Uh, the 31st. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang! I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, what, the answer. Man. The answer is seven. Oh. Seven months have 31 days. It's uh, like half of them almost. All, Twelve, half of all. Yes. Seven is <laughs> it's almost half more than half. <laughs> yes, it is. You said almost. I to said be almost. Fair. To be fair, that's oh, how boy. I remember it. And uh, you can, yes, you can do your knuckles, and the odd ones are the ones sticking up. Really? Uh, sorry, lunchbox. <laughs> you have to hear this sound. You've been boned. All right, down to Amy and Morgan. Morgan. Mm. Yen is the currency of what country? Y-E-N, yen, is the currency of what country? I believe that's China. I believe it could be Asia. What Yen is the currency of what country to stay alive? Oh, man. China. Your answer is China. Yeah. The answer is Japan. Oh, no way. I'm sorry. You have to hear this sound. You've been boned. The only person who did not get boned and getting her fourth win, one away from the championship, is Amy, everybody. Good job, Amy. Do you want to know what your next question would have been? Sure. I'll give you the next three just for fun. Okay. What sea creature has three hearts? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, a sea creature with three hearts? Uh-huh. I don't know, like a jellyfish or something? Octopus. You, oh, close. You, you, Same you, family. You almost got boned. <laughs> <laughs> what part of his body did musician Gene Simmons from Kiss insure for $1 million? His tongue. That's correct. And vermilion is a shade of what color? Oh. Vermilion is the shade of... Uh, vermilion is that, a shade... That's how you say it, I think. I mean... Vermilion? Yeah. Vermilion? Yeah. Uh, green? Red. Mm. Hey, Morgan, would you have known the Gene Simmons question? No, I would okay, not. So she, you'd have been boned again. So <laughs> regardless, Amy, you are the winner. Congratulations. You are one away from the championship and the tiara. You, Amy wants to clap for herself again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Amy. There go she ahead. Is. 
All right, another round of easy trivia. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Good night. Well, it's not good night. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bones. Bobby Bones Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. A couple who'd been dating about two weeks got in a huge fight over how to make s'mores. She wanted chocolate, marshmallow chocolate, and he said it's just chocolate and marshmallow. Let me think about this. Obviously, they're forgetting the graham cracker. Well, no, the graham cracker right. is the base. So, yes. so the gra- I would think it, well, I don't know whose side I'm on because I didn't catch, you know, who said what. But I think it's graham cra- cracker, chocolate, marshmallow, graham cracker. I don't think you'll double chocolate on the outside of the marshmallow. You can. I know you can, but I don't think if I were making it. Amy and I fight right now. <laughs> and she ends up stabbing me in the thigh for some reason. But I would think the general rule is so you don't waste chocolate and you can have more s'mores is to go graham cracker and then chocolate, marshmallow, and then more graham cracker. Who that, said that? That's who I'm with on this. That's what she said. and he That's just, what she said. <laughs> and yeah. they disagreed. She assaulted him, so he called police. You know what? Oh. I get it. I was pretty angry at Amy right there. For, for, <laughs> I know. Right. How dare I go double chocolate? I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. If I say 1997, what do you think about? I guess I think of... Maybe going to see Titanic with oh. my boyfriend for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think a junior year of high school, because that was 97 for me. But I struggle with years in general. Just because Kayla will be like, what year did this happen? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> You're getting old, man. Yeah, 93. She's like, no, that was three years ago. Like, I have no concept <laughs> of years. Uh, but let's do Flashback Friday, 1997. Let's go. Flashback Friday. The biggest country song... This day, 1997, was It's Your Love, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. It's your love. It just does something to me. The biggest pop song, I'll Be Missing You, Puff Daddy, Faith Evans, 112. Oh, yeah, this takes me back to high school. I remember Turn it up. when this song was <laughs> big, everyone was like, I hope this is played at my funeral. Oh, like, was like the we were all like 18. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Uh, oh, oh. Because this was about... Uh, Biggie, Biggie dying. dying. Yeah. 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 You know what else was big at this time for me was Mace. But yeah, because Puffy was big. Mace uh, and Bad Boy. Oh my gosh, that whole album, it was like blue with Mace and the S is a dollar sign. Mm-hmm. Or CD. I would put it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Like bad, 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 bad boy. boy. You make me feel so good. Oh, you make me feel so good. You make me feel... I bet I could sing you every song from that. From that. The biggest thing in pop culture... During their much-anticipated rematch, Mike Tyson took a bite at a Evander Holyfield's Ooh. ear uh-huh. while they were boxing. He did it twice. His license was revoked. He basically bit part of his ear off. You remember that at all? Oh, yeah. You do? Yeah. Yes. What was I, under a rock? Well, no. I mean, remember, like, as it <laughs> happened or just have heard the story since? Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I, th- I remember it happening. I wasn't obviously into fighting, but I think it crossed over. It's boxing. Yeah. yeah, or boxing, but it crossed <laughs> over to, like, hey, this guy, Mike Tyson, bit an ear. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday here, Bobby. No, we won't. Fourth of July, right? We're yeah, off happy Monday. Fourth. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, let's act like we're not. We'll see you Woo-hoo. Monday. Hey, <laughs> uh, if you wake up. What, what day is Monday the 5th? Yes. The 5th, yes. We should be working. But no. What, no. It no. rolls over. For, for most people? The obs- yes. Yeah. Like, I read a thing about it. It's a whole... Obs- yes. You celebrate, and then the next uh, day hey, you who rest. Knows if we're, hey, wink, <laughs> who knows if we'll be here Monday? Please listen. We won't be. All right. Bye, everybody. Get your, get your Bobby Bones on. 